Everybody to the Never Ending Adventure Podcast, the podcast where I, DJ Nettie P, am an Adventure Time expert, have seen the show several times, and it's my top favorite show of all time, and our other co-host, uh, Russell Tyndall, and I am not an expert, and I am probably more of a goofball than anything, but I think we like to claim that I'm a, a seasoned cartoon and TV show media viewer, um, anyways, Yes. No, this is my first time through the show. It's been really great. I've really enjoyed it so far. And I'm excited to dive deeper. This season four, episode five, we'll be talking about Return to the Ninosphere, which is a big episode. But first off, I think we we often like to bitter and banter a little bit beforehand. Ned, how are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing good, man. I'm have a uh, a really uh, crappy whiskey bourbon in my hand right now. Okay. Um, Nice. From my hometown, uh, I I bought it because I had it on a, a flight taster, you know, like well, you're tasting all their different whiskeys, and then I took it back home and I was like, this just tastes like bourbon flavored moonshine. It's it's not very good. Oh man, I, I'm um, drinking a little bit of a Dr Pep, mm. good old good old Peppy boy. Uh, I'm not much of a soda guy, but um, living with Allie gets me soda from time to time so yeah well it's one of those things man the soda is is crazy i feel like i cut a lot of sugar sodas out of my life in my like around age 20 um but it's nice because it's like it makes it like hey this is like a dessert this is like a treat for me to like go out and like get a sugar soda or get like a real mexican coke like it's good it is a dessert it's 150 calories in a can um which for a soda, I don't know. Anyways, I'm I've recently gotten in back into a little bit of a health health kick, health kick, health kick, and I just can't help but look at freaking the nutrition facts and think of yep. okay, let's cut out liquid calories as much as we can and exercise. And I've been really bad about exercising the past two weeks, but I think a lot of people do this uh, New Year's resolution thing where I'm going to work really hard and get back in shape or whatever, and then they fall off. And I'm kind of and more, I'm going to be steady and I'm just going to keep going. And I've been working out pretty steady since early fall, right? So for me, it's, I'm just being lazy because I just got back from like yeah, traveling and then I got sick and then I'm back from being sick. So I, you know, anyways, but I actually got this really dope. I haven't talked to you about this yet, but my father got me this trainer. So it's like a new bite trainer, right? Yeah, no, we, talk, I think we talked about this on the podcast couple, on our New Year's oh, resolution man. podcast. We talked about your trainer that you got. Well, I finally used it for the first time and it was so freaking cool. The fork raises and lowers as you're pedaling and riding and you're it's like playing a video game. That's like you awesome. see yourself going up and down hills and yeah. it gets easier to pedal when you go down a hill and it gets harder to pedal when you go up a hill. You get little power-ups and crap. It's like... It's stupid. That's but it cool is that so it like fun. auto does that. Well, so I we we got a Peloton for Christmas. Um, yeah, that's great. That was like our big one. And they have a little mode. They have all those classes and stuff, but they actually have a mode where it's almost set up like Guitar Hero, and you're it's this little wheel going down a track, and then like you have to move like the wheel left to right, which means you're like adjusting the speed setting or the, okay. the resistance setting up and down. Oh, um, cool. But it's like it's like either a twenty or thirty minute session with these songs, and you're like hitting the notes and stuff like a guitar hero. And I was like, I've been doing that and enjoying that more than um, the actual like, okay, Peloton, sessions. everybody get up, motivation, breathe in. Like, oh, I love that. I don't, I don't hate it, but I'm like, okay, if if I'm gonna Peloton, and I grew up loving Guitar Hero, like this, it's kind of cool to be like busting ass and sweating in a in a Peloton and feeling like I'm playing Guitar Hero. Yeah. So I, I would love to have, I don't know why, it feels like a contradiction, but I would love to have a, or maybe not a contradiction, but I would love to have a like 250 pound dude named Frank who's obviously a doper like yelling at me while I'm riding <laughs> a Peloton. Something about that yeah, seems really I've, funny I to want, me. I you know, like a guy who isn't a cyclist at all. Yeah, I want, I want that and I want somebody being like vulgar. Like, have you yeah. ever, I don't know. Yeah, we don't tangent on this podcast at all. But no, we don't. And I, I want some of those like workout classes where it's not like 
you've got this. I want somebody being like, get up, you fat fuck. Come on. Oh, God. Get out of this shit. Just see. Get out of here. Let's no. go. Like, I, I need some of that in my You're life. You're a piece of shit. I need some Kirby smart in my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Apparently he, I mean, we're dog fans. We'll stop tangenting after this, but uh, yeah, man, apparently he like, I don't know. Some dude was saying that he thought they were going to go like seven and five or five and seven this season. Um, and obviously the dogs won out. Ooh. So go dogs. Yeah. But, we, we don't want to bog the podcast down with football, but man, no. we're having a, we're having a good week. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the nightosphere a second time. Let's, let's hop yes, in. Actually. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, we are doing season four, episode five. Fantastic episode. Return yes. to the nightosphere, which honestly, dude, I, we're early into season four right now. And like, really, this might get one of my top favorite episodes. Of the season. I, I freaking love this episode. Good episode. Really good yeah. episode. We fade in on the nightosphere. Finn and Jake come to consciousness in a pile of questionable bananas questionable in a cage bananas. without understanding the recent events that have occurred in their lives. Yes. Um, and and so actually, relatable. One, one of my favorite lines comes out of them getting out of the pile of bananas. It took me... About seven times watching this episode to catch this line where Jake goes, "Mayhaps we drink of the ju- drank juice of the elder toad." Yeah, mayhaps. Um, mayhaps, mayhaps we did, and that is most likely a reference to a Sonoran desert toad whose juice, quote unquote, uh, contains five meo DMT, which is a powerful hallucinogen. So I thought that was like, uh, and I also think that's where they got the hypnotoad from Futurama. Mm. There's a ton, a freaking ton of good references this episode. And, and we'll mm-hmm. dive into them more as we keep going throughout this whole episode. But Im- immediately, my mind is drawn to the sword. I'm like, they blacked out, they're in jail. And Finn has the demon blood sword on his back still, yes. despite all of those events. Yes. No, I love it. I mean, after Dad's dungeon, the uh, demon blood sword is the like go-to sword for Finn for a long time, actually. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. So we like, and and I do think, um, what was it? The cloud in this episode that they say the cloud is made of demon blood mist. Oh um, yeah. You do see Finn at the end of the episode blocking the green power, the disintegration Beam, rays yeah, from the cloud the with the sword, and I think it's because it's a demon blood sword that it can even hold up. Well, so to, they say sentient blood mist is what they actually call sentient it. Sentient blood mist. Yeah, um, what a terrifying you, yeah. concept. And it is sentient because it's uh, Hudson, or you're led to believe that it's Hudson. Uh, spoilers, go watch this episode if you haven't seen this episode yet. Uh, Ned already talked about how much you liked this episode. It's freaking good. It's This yeah. is a good episode. It's going to be up there for season four, most likely. But at the same time, I do have some complaints I've got okay, some complaints get, about this episode. Y- yuck the yums early on, and then we'll get past the yeah? yums. Okay, my yum is we're waiting in lines. <laughs> yeah, like, I'd say the adventure of this episode is line we're, waiting. We're waiting in lines. There are three minutes of this entire episode. I, I tracked it on my phone where you are watching Finn and Jake sitting <laughs> in lines. It is a little rough. It's it's a no, little overboard. I'll I'll unyuck your yum and say that's kind of the beauty of Adventure Time is those episodes where Finn and Jake are having an, like an adventure that's not a we do love dungeons we we've established that already plenty of times but the fact that like we're getting hilarious jokes funny adventures out of such like simple concepts um, that the the uh, arc of this episode is when they get out of line like that's like yeah. the peak of this episode what ned what is this double negative that you just double non-sexual negative that you just use for the yuck your yums let me un-yuck your uh, un- yum un-yuck your yum i think what you're trying to say is <laughs> let me yum my yum russell let me yum <laughs> let my me yum. yum let me yummy my yum <laughs> um no it's a good episode again that's like my one grief is that like we're waiting in lines we're watching them wait in lines uh, but they do a good job of making the line waiting entertaining for the most part. So it's not yes. a big grief. It's just kind of like, wow, I, I just realized that they waited in one line to get to an, a teller who told them to go get a piece of paper and wait for their number to be called. And then they go through the door and then they wait in another damn line. 
until fortunately the sentient uh, blood cloud or whatever it's called, blood mist, comes and zaps half the line or the entire line away. But yeah, um, yeah. But let's. I let's guess be I'm getting real, ahead though, of myself. If- if, uh, I mean, we do learn at the end of this episode, it wasn't Hudson that was doing all this. It was Marceline trapped in a uh, some sort of an outer coat that we will get to next week. I don't want to, like, spoil anything or do anything like that. But um, kind of the fact that, you know, the Nightosphere is supposed to be uh, some sort of hellscape. Uh, it's not the death world, or uh, it's not the land of the dead where death lives, but it is some sort of demon universe and that if you were going to make people suffer doesn't have to be with fiery flames and in burning and suffering (laughs) just be waiting in line for it's pretty um, damn great there's they waited in line for two plus four plus eight plus 13 days days, right 18 hours which equates to 666 hours total waited before yeah. they got out of line. Which 28 I think days, was, I believe, of them losing their mind, waiting in lines. Yeah. Um, um, it's pretty great, which, honestly. The artwork is fantastic this episode. I My thought was like, the Nightosphere sucks because of all the line waiting, but what a great setting for a good episode. Yes. It, despite yeah, they, how much it sucks, despite the cult going into a temple and jumping off the cliff and and committing suicide Monty, did did you catch the monty python reference there uh, maybe not monty python in the holy grail when they have that little like uh cutaway scene and the, it's like kind of like the 2d paper like things and the monks are going up the steps like all singing their song and then they jump off the diving board uh that was supposed i think that that was a reference to monty python yeah i believe it man there's a ton a ton of references in this episode, and I'm probably stealing a little bit of your Nettie's factoids just by yeah, I've mentioning got lots of this. factoids for this one. But the artwork, did you have? Did you write down what the artwork yes, was based on? Was, Can we get uh, into that a little bit? Hieronymus Bosch and yeah. the Garden of Earthly Delights. Uh, what was it called? It, it's a, the third a, panel a tri- a of the Garden of Earthly Delights. Yeah. Um, which I thought, I mean, I, I've, I've watched this show a thousand times and I've never picked up on that. This is a, I, I was always just, you know, assumed that this was somebody's bad mushroom trip, like put on paper. But, um, in that painting itself, there is a creature that's like cut in half. That's white yeah. and cylindrical. And I was like, that looks like the thing that they travel around on in the night. It's a really rad painting. I highly recommend going and looking it up. And honestly, when we were watching this episode, Allie did a little bit more digging because this is the sort yes. of thing that really fascinates yes, her. Allie. Well, you know, not not too much, but certainly a little bit. And she had more. And I wrote down what I was like, oh, I can talk about that on the podcast and and not totally botch it. But so it's that third panel, which is what the artwork and the denizens of the the world were of the Nightsphere were based on. Um, the panel is the Day of Judgment panel. So there's a lot of like christian imagery in the three panels um but then the painting was actually inspired by a poem supposedly um Mm -hmm. in which the devil is described as the lord of chaos which is fascinating because we know that the ruler of the ninosphere hudson abadir is sort of an agent of chaos or almost entirely an agent of chaos as he mentions and i did Mm -hmm. watch the next episode when he's trying to encourage um, chaos upon uh, Marceline. Um, yeah. But yeah, so the, uh, let me see. It's the, um, the poem is called The Vision of Tundale and the compose, it was supposedly composed or translated in 1400. Jeez. Yeah. So That's, pretty, pretty dark. fascinating. I mean, but, uh, there, yeah, I the love painting. that they're diving into that. I love that there's a, a poem that also relates the devil to, Hudson Abadir, in a sense, you know, and and then back to the painting inspiring the Nightosphere. It's kind of, kind of weirdly deep in a fantastic way. By yeah, uh, well, it goes to show. I mean, it, a lot of the create. I mean, not just Adventure Time. Like creatives across all these different shows have so many things that inspire them, and that I love it. Uh, just in the sense that, like, cartoon shows creators, they don't they don't just sit in a room and go like. What would be funny? What would be, what would, what could we draw that looks funny? Is that they have these other sources from, I mean, Dagum 16th century paintings and 
15th century poems that they are using as kind of their base of inspiration for creativity. And I, I love that. Yeah, that's great. Every, everything's inspired by something else, right? And, and that's why there's beauty and, and you have to be careful with getting into music, at least copyright law and what you're restricting when it comes to inspiration and, and taking, um, you know, direct inspiration from another song or whatever. But it all stems from things before it. There are original ideas, certainly, um, but no original ideas coming from absolutely nothing, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I'd say, yeah, very rarely it is. But um, but I think that's the beauty of art is being I mean, unless to, you're like, tripping on the uh, juice of the outer toad, maybe, <laughs> maybe you're getting some original ideas, but... I'd say, I yeah, maybe, maybe that's where they even got the idea for referencing an elder toad is saying that somebody went on a DM, one of the, one of the artists went on a DMT trip and was like, okay, yeah. I got a couple ideas for this episode. Can you think of a time, when was the last time that you didn't recall your night, the last night events and you kind of woke up like, okay, what, what just went down? Um, last Saturday. <laughs> Oh no, really? Oh yeah, we we had a friend's birthday. Um good <laughs> like, good high school friend yeah. of Jackie and and we would did a double date and and went through probably three bottles of wine between the four of us and two or three That's cocktails. Great. Uh and yeah, and let's say the Uber ride was a little was a little fuzzy on the way home. That is so funny because we literally were going to record this episode on Sunday and both Ned and I were like, "Man, I'm feeling a little hungover today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's yeah. not. Let's yeah. not. Um, because my answer is also last Saturday night. Um, <laughs> Allie and I, we had a night in, funny enough. We just played Mario Party and drank yes. two bottles of wine and were more hungover than I want to admit on Sunday when we went down to see her parents uh, for a little bit and have her dad work on our car. But I was just like, man... I was not planning on drinking. I'm, I'm mostly a, a social drinker, I'd say, but certainly something about Mario Party just felt right. It just felt good. Yeah. Let's just sometimes, keep going. Yeah, sometimes Play those nights in, they're, they're fun just to do that. Yeah. And like, man, I, there's there's something, I mean, I'm not encouraging like over drinking or Heavy anything drinking, like that. No, but yeah. No, no, no. I'm not but encouraging unless that Unless you're all, cool. No, I'm just kidding. Some, I'm sometimes messing. just like, I, I'd say like some of like really just solid good nights or just a night in, you get a bottle of wine and put in a Marvel movie. And like, that's just like, yeah. I don't know. There's something that like, it scratches an itch in just terms of relaxation. That's just fantastic. Well, man, we played two long games of Mario Party. I never felt drunk. It just was a matter of like, drank a ton. And then for some reason, toward the end of the second game, Maybe I, I was drunk. I just don't remember uh, all the events of how I won. But regardless, let's keep moving on. Um, I yeah, did not keep... wake up in a pile of gross bananas. <laughs> um, we woke up, yeah. In terms of the walking through this episode scene by scene, which we try not to do. We There's other Adventure Time podcasts that do that, and we don't do it. But it did actually bring up my lovely of this episode, Oh, the, the jail guard. guard. The yep. jail guard is Heck my yeah. lovely of the episode because he sounds super bored with his job. He's obviously clocking in on a day to day basis. He's yeah. like, um, uh, yeah, you guys are uh, you guys are in the ninosphere. Yeah, and my uh, shift's over. I mean, my um, shift's over. <laughs> Nobody showed I'm up. Just so, just gonna so sort of bail now. Yeah, uh, and he, the the best my tops of this episode is the running joke. We had a great running joke this episode. Last episode, I didn't love the apple pie bit that was consistent with Jake throughout the whole episode. But this episode, and I believe it's consistent with the next episode some, the running joke about the gross stuff that they started in, the banana-shaped yeah. stuff <laughs> that they started in, the guard's just like, oh, 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 gross. You touched that oh, stuff? <laughs> it's, well, that that combined with he just keeps asking everybody yeah, that this? they encounter. He's like, what, what's with this? And he's like, do you have an outlet anywhere? I got to charge my phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because his phone dies as they're trying to remember what happened from last night. It's those are it's a good again good bits on a good episode. It, it makes for a fun eleven minute watch. Yeah, well, it did it did lead me to kind of something more like to, I like to kind of bring everything and bring episodes now that we're in season four. We can bring this into larger Adventure Time universe stuff is cell phones. 
cell phones and in more of communication style within Adventure Time. So Jake's just got this like OG Nokia flip phone yeah. that needs to be plugged into a that straight up service. like 12 volt outlet. And, but it makes me so confused because, you know, the Ice King uses a hologram computer. Um, PB uses these crystals that there's a tech kingdom, right? There's got to be a tech kingdom. I, yeah. Well, and you, you do get a little it's bit not of the like science tech, fair thing. Yeah. Well, you get some tech can it's not tech kingdom, but kind of BMO origin story. You can kind of, you know, piece that together without it being a spoiler. Um, but then Finn always uses this phone that's a cord phone in his book bag and he always pulls the phone out and it looks like it's, it's always connected to a landline in his book bag. Marceline has a little, uh, like almost like slug thing that like wraps around her arm. That's her cell phone. And I'm like, who are they using old cell phone satellites from pre mushroom wars to still communicate, but nobody just has consistent, uh, devices to communicate on. Maybe it's aesthetics, man. Maybe they, they feel like the the lame black screens that we all walk around with, um, the little bricks that we have in our pockets are kind of lame. And rather having a, a mode of uh, conversation is, is more of an aesthetic, like, what is your vibe? Yeah. You what's, how, do you, choose, how do you want to communicate? How do you want to express yeah. yourself? I, I don't know. I'm making that up, but... That's that's interesting. I'm sure there's just not a bunch of IT guys or uh, Apple, and there's no monopoly on telephones. That's occurring yeah, exactly. Well, that that yeah, that's a, that was another little like side tangent I had about this episode was like we've seen so many modes of communication, and now we just see Jake with a regular old flip phone that dies, and uh, also kind of you know very funny like. I don't know. We always use the word trope, but trope of this episode of like, hey, let's look at the videos from the night before to try to piece mm-hmm. together what happened. Um, very yeah. hangover, like the, the hangover of the movie. The style. Joe Guard's fantastic, dude. I'm glad he's your lovely, the yeah. red bat looking guy or demon bat. Wait, he, wait then who was so, who would, who would your lovely be? Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm kind of torn. I, I have two people that I really enjoyed. Same scene, a little further in the episode. You have the canoeing traveler who's on top of a bunch of demons, and he's just like, okay, bozos, make room, make room. He's just whacking them on heads with his paddle. Why is he there? Why is he doing this? He just gets joy out of it. This is just what he does. Yeah, and, well, it, well, and then you, that's, again, we're, we're knocking out factoids here, and it's taken from Dante's Inferno that yep. um, I will butcher the the name, but Filigas, um, who is a... Basically, he ferries uh, souls over the river Styx, which is filled with wrathful and sullen sinners. Um, yeah. So that's absolutely taken out of a textbook. But this guy doesn't even serve a purpose. He's just like, I just like riding my boat over all these oh, yeah. suckers. Yeah, his purpose is that he tells Finn and Jate that he needs to wait in a line, which is such a weird bit about the Nightosphere where Hudson Abadir is an agent of chaos, and yet at the same time, the Nightosphere is so organized self-organized those lines are self-governing lines that are able to hold what is it 42 million people and bring them all to uh one place eventually over 28 days but my other potential lovely that i am kind of on the fence about is the poor guy that he calls a fatty the poor dude standing in line who can't move anywhere (laughs) and it's because the outbox is packed tighter than my tummy tunnel when I can't make brown <laughs> stuff on a camping trip because of my anxieties. And also he has IBS. <laughs> and also I have IBS. I'd say that was, so that one actually got my tops of the episode. Yeah, was, it's good. It's tighter so than funny. my tummy tunnel. And, but he says, he says the line so quickly that like, yeah. if you weren't paying attention, you'd be like, what the heck did he just say? Yeah, uh, my tummy tunnel is make- a really pleasant way to s- describe that too. So I, <laughs> I appreciate tummy tunnel. Might have to start using uh, that one. I say I really I'm gonna have to memorize and like practice that line and be like, man, this bar is packed tighter than my tummy tunnel when I can't make brown on the camping trip. Yeah. <laughs> it's just silly. I mean, the teller even says, you know, we got systems down here. Like they have ways of doing things, thanks to Hudson Abadir. Um, and they're not always perfect, but for some reason, this hellscape of a place has very strict ways about their business. 
Hey, man, I could say though, like you, you're talking about Hudson being a agent of chaos and this whole thing of like, we have systems, but obviously the systems are bad and the systems mean that like you hop in line and then you get destroyed by a cloud of demon blood mist, like, um, or, or sorry, uh, sentient blood mist. It's the fact that like when, when systems like that fail or when systems like that, they're like, oh yeah, we've got this perfect system lined up and it's all good to go. That when it doesn't pan out really well, you're like, what the hell? Why do we even do this? If it's just like, that's how I feel at work all the time. We use all of these like softwares and Asana and all this stuff. And it just seems more chaotic than if we didn't do it. And I'm just dry. It, it's that whole, like, it feels like hell. Like I'm in hell. I'm burning. Yeah. yeah, no doubt, man. Man, well, let's take a moment and reflect on that a little bit. And, and we'll go to a commercial and we'll come back. And I'll do my best <laughs> not to just rant about how much I am obsessed with hummus right now. I almost started this episode <laughs> just just screaming about hummus, y'all. I came home and I was craving it. It was so good. I haven't bought hummus so in a while. Thank you, AT&T, for the gift card for us signing up for your service. Mm. Um, not a sponsor. And I just got got me some good hummus, some flat pretzels. This this, this is what happens when you turn uh, 29. You start to like... <laughs> yeah, really you're love. like, my, yeah, screw, screw going to the bar. Just give me some hummus. Give me some hummus. All right, let's take a break. Wow. Well, Face and I up and out of this damn line in the night is fear for doggone 14 days now. I don't well, I've been moved at all. Hey, hey man, do you know how long it takes to get to uh Hudson Abadir? Who are you again? I'm Babyface. I said it once, I'll say it again. Everybody knows me, even in the night is fear, probably not. I'm Babyface, and I'm just here. I'm waiting in line. I was I was at the bar, I was talking to Manish Man, the Minotaur, and and then I got punched out because I wanted hummus. They didn't have any hummus. Do you think the Night Spheres got some hummus? My name is Bruxton Bloodlord. I've been oh, waiting in this line I, for 42 days. What are you? Why? What, what are you waiting for? I keep waking up with a pile of the stuff by my bed. And I want to talk to Hudson about how he's going to fix this issue. Oh, man. That sounds, that sounds gross. What, what type of stuff? The yellow stuff. I love the yellow stuff. That hummus? Yeah, baby. Wait, you're, you're waiting in this line for hummus? All right. So, uh, uh, we're moving forward. Bye. Oh, dang it. He moved way far ahead. I meant to tell that baby face character that the hummus line was the next line over. He's going to be very disappointed. And welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for sticking around for a possibly pretty long episode today, I think. Yeah, man. I'm almost out of my uh, DRP. I don't know why I didn't go get some more pep. She got more some more pep. pep. Let's gotta get that more Dr. Pepper, man. Gotta get that pep um, in your step. <laughs> I always got that pep in my step, baby girl. <laughs> uh, well, shoot, man. So we're talking about the nightosphere here. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about how this episode is so great. I, I did have, I think... S- kind of the concept of this episode that really stuck out to me and why it feels so good, why it feels so natural is that Jake and Finn, we've seen episodes where they end up in very basic situations and end up freaking out. Um, AKA when it's conquest of cuteness or when it's the horse episode and they're like losing their mind and they're terrified of the horse that's standing on the hill over by their treehouse. And in this episode, they straight up wake up in hell and they go outside and they have this pan over scene of just the utter chaos that's happening. And they are so uh, just calm and just chill. And they're just in the moment. They're not afraid. They're like, yeah, we're adventurers. Like, hey, dude, can you you take us to Hunston Abadir? And he's like, get in my belly. I will not digest you. <laughs> like, it is a very happy Lots of trust. Yeah. Uh, lots. Of, well, it's a lot of trust, but like, I think that that's, it encompasses, I think what I love about the show as a whole is that people who hate Adventure Time, they're like, yeah, it's just weird. It's just a weird show. And I'm like, yeah, that's the point is that 
Jake and Finn have been, end up in these weird situations. They're like desensitized to the danger and, of that. And they're even. desensitized to danger and desensitized to weirdness. You know, like yeah, they could end up in the nightosphere and be like, yeah, we just like came here to talk to a guy. Can you help us out? And I I love the beauty of that because that kind of nonchalance is what I strive to kind of be like in my day-to-day life. It's kind of take situations and be like, it could be chaotic. It could be stressful. It could be somewhere where I don't want to be. And they just kind of take every day and be like, yeah, I'm here. Like, and somebody be like, well, you're not like nervous about being in and be like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to ask yeah. somebody for directions and like, it's going to going on my way. Yeah. Regardless of your anxieties and, and if you can accept your own anxieties and move on, you're going to be better for it. I mean, I think a little bit of anxiety definitely for me, at least helps me um, to be more on my toes and be more on mm-hmm. top of everything, right? But, but I, I that's totally the, agree. That's the catch totally twenty-two. Agree. Yeah, that's the catch twenty-two of it is being afraid enough to be like self-aware of when you're in like dangerous or bad situations, but also to be kind of that like calm in the face of the storm. You know, uh, yeah. Is I think it's it is what makes Finn and Jake such great adventurers is that they end up in all of these situations and. Finn more freaks out when it's relationship-based situations. Um, and he's way more off his toes then. Like, he, he had a freak-out moment when he had a crush on the Flame Princess, but he goes straight to hell and it's just, like, calm as a cucumber, you know? Yes, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. That's, I think that's the beauty. And that's what I really love and, like, I find almost humorous about the show is that... That's great. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, that's, I think that if we were, like, trying to wrap up in a nice pretty bow why we love this episode so much it's just like they're just there and they don't care that they're there like they're yeah. just trying to do they're just, they're going to get back home and they just want to talk to Hunts and Abadir and Hunts and Abadir they they've already like they've already faced him and beat him and they have every reason to be scared of him too but uh I don't yeah. know maybe they it's maybe they have that much souls, trust in man that dude's freaky but yeah. here's here's where I get the humor from like there are 42 million people, right? 42 million tickets and the next That, that door are just waiting in line too. Leads to another line. So, of course, the cloud that is Hudson, that is technically Marceline. Um, I don't I don't blame... I'm just going to say Hudson because it's just easier than yeah. saying Marceline because Marceline's under the influence of Hudson or whatever, right? Spoilers for next week. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so I don't blame Hudson... For zapping people. Like, that's so many people. He's in his own <laughs> version of hell where he's got to take the claims and the questions of 42 million people. No wonder, like, the influence of Hudson Abadir is is causing Marceline to just be like, no, F this. Like, who needs to pee? Like, I'm going to, for some reason, have mercy for you. I empathize. This is a long-ass line. You just waited a different line. Of course you need to pee. You you're saved. Everyone else, you're getting zapped because I don't want to deal with your crap. And for whatever reason, that just that had me giggling. I was like, I I get it, yeah. man. That is that's a ton of people I have to take questions from. Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't want the day, my people to call at me. At the end of the, the day, day, too, I think it's it's kind of one of those weird things where if the Ninosphere is this land of chaos and it's supposed to be like hell, zapping them, I don't know if. If you get zapped in the nightosphere like that, if you go to Where a do you dead go? world, I yeah, think it I would, is I would, better, I would right? Assume, yeah, and I would assume you go to a dead world. And again, if you've been a really be good... Like, want to get zapped. Yeah, if you've been a really good demon in the nightosphere, and the nightosphere is just some sort of alternate demon universe or demon world, that when you die, you essentially, in the Adventure Time universe, go to a dead world. If you've been a good little demon, you would go to one of the better dead worlds. And so in a way, Hunson keeping people in the nightosphere and never letting them die or just making them, he's being more of an agent of chaos and evil and Marceline. leaving them there. Yeah. And Marceline acting as Hudson, um, zapping people is just basically just being, you know, uh, thinking you're being evil and being like, ha ha ha, I'm just going to kill you. But like Hunson is way more probably uh, maniacal 
by keeping people there and setting up these systems that don't work to make yeah. them more miserable, you know? Those those poor ass dummy demons at the beginning of the episode that are, they just don't know any better, <laughs> man. They're like, there was the one that was like, did you them. see the one that was like hanging onto the door and it oh, looked like he was I, like humping the floor? I didn't love like, that. <laughs> I, I, I thought that was taking it a little bit too far in my opinion. It was, uh, <laughs> just because he seemed... Like he needed some help, but yeah. some of them were like pets. Some of them were like little like demonic animals, which was kind of cool. Demonic caterpillars and yeah, stuff like that. Totally. But now I I get what the the cult members were committing suicide out of that temple, right? Because they were trying to get the hell out of the nightosphere and make it to a dead world, maybe. Yeah, I mean, who, who knows? Maybe the the only way out of the dead world is to get zapped by the sentient blood. Hansen, yeah, maybe so. Yeah. That you can, that's yeah, you that's can, an yeah. interesting concept. Well, yeah, my, dark concept, but yeah, interesting. certainly. My my most relatable character for this episode, not that that's really even a segment, but it's Finn. There's a moment, and it's again to that second line that they're waiting in. Jake, of course, has his great looking for an outlet and then another banana poop joke. Um, but Finn is basically all bummed and he's like another line and he's down in the dumps and Jake's like, are you giving up? Like, you can't stick it out just a little bit more. And Finn replies, I don't know if my little boy heart can take it. And <laughs> there is something so amazing yeah. about my little boy heart. I don't know if my little boy heart can take it. That's just so relatable and so funny to me. I love that. I know. It's, well, it's great. It reminds me pretty much of uh, a quote that I use every day, given to me by my roommate's brother in college who woke up one morning on our couch, hungover. He's about a year younger than us. So he was probably 21. We were probably 22. He wakes up on the couch. Uh, I'm down there making breakfast, and he's so hungover. He goes, Josh, who's his older brother, help me. I'm just a boy. I'm just <laughs> a boy. I, I quote that daily. I'm like, I can't do this. I'm just a boy. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a boy. Yeah, and Finn, Finn in this episode is just my little boy heart. Just I think we all it. have a little boy heart sometimes that just can't take it. Um, we did. We, I mean, dude, maybe once a day for me, I'm like, my yeah. little boy heart just Jake wants to go up, play. I just want to eat ice pops and play Kingdom Hearts, man. Yeah, My little boy heart just can't take this whole real life thing. And then Jake's over here dropping some words of wisdom in Japanese, right? Yeah. No, probably. Uh, well, probably. Was it Japanese? It's probably Korean though, right? Uh, I looked it up. It's Japanese. Oh, interesting. Or at least that's maybe uh, that's what Google Translate said. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to butcher this entirely, but it's like Guzo de Gante Bate Ne. I don't know. But anyways, it means have faith and go forth. And huh. that's fantastic. That's that's really great, man. That's yeah. um, it's a very. I mean, there's probably 17 different other like uh, stereotype English sayings for that same yeah, concept. Yeah, for sure. But uh, no, I always kind of love those like Japanese Zen things. And and Jake, yeah, I think Jake. The the other thing in this episode I noticed because we haven't. I guess we haven't brought it up in several weeks. Jake, Jake mistakes. This episode has zero Jake mistakes, which you I think was. So? So, so yeah, I, I, at least I didn't pick up on him. He's, well, they, I guess the guys gave him a stretch. hard time for not stretching to the front of the line and everybody was like, don't do that. And the one big buff yeah. dude was like, I will freaking destroy you if you try to skip the line. You. No, but if you think about it, it's kind of like it, the, maybe the only thing he could have done is if he was so cramped in the line, he could have stretched and like gone in Finn's pocket and not been like squeezed in tight, you know? Yeah, but someone um, else that that line was so. I mean, when you got twenty four million people packed into a line, or forty two million, sorry, you know, th there wasn't room before they got into that line. They yeah. made room for themselves. Um, it was well. The, the when when I think about Jake mistakes and the reason why we even talk about them is he's got these crazy stretchy powers and they're awesome and we always try to for those people who maybe have not caught up on our the origin of Jake mistakes in our show. It's when he's got these crazy stretchy powers and he doesn't do anything about it in some situations. And in this one, it's like he stretches onto the bus. He he kind of navigates their way around the nightosphere perfectly. Um, they're not fighting anything in the nightosphere until Hunson. And it, when they fight Hunson through the portal, uh, he tries to wrap he, him up. He and... wraps him up with his arm. And like I was like, dude, like he's just doing 
Uh, and I think the best one, and and I'd say, besides uh, Fish Hook Hand from Dungeon, my favorite Jake Stretchy moment of the show so far is when he's backed up against the door and Hudson's coming for him and he stretches into the keyhole and all that pops out is his cell phone, his charger, and a banana. And yeah. so they kind of kept it consistent with like, those things won't shrink. Yeah, pretty and smooth And it goes to show away. why like Jake that. doesn't wear clothes because he's got to stretch. Okay. Yeah, well, he does wear, uh, what is the silk? Yeah. The, I, know, I keep um, bringing it up anyways. Spider silk. Spider pants. silk, yeah. Well, yeah, that's great. I, I don't know. I didn't really have any Jake mistakes. It n- Nothing occurred to me, so I guess I'm I'm with you with that one. Yeah. It's a I good just, episode, I, man. I always look for, yeah, like those, it always bugs me. It's always what the ex machina when Jake, you know, like the ex machina in the uh, the Meemaw episode when he's like, livers 51 times the size, and you're like, oh, cool. Yeah, convenient. Um, That his stretchy powers can essentially be an ex machina in most of the situations that they're in. And in this one, because they're, they're not trying to kill Hudson, they're trying to just talk to him. They're trying to figure out where they're at. They're not fighting any like big enemy, but every little time he stretches in this episode is exactly like perfect. And he didn't need to do more or less. And I love that. Yeah. And they even mentioned, you know, they're like, this is going to cause some daddy daughter issues. And then of course that's when they cut open the giant head and revealed as Marceline. And Marceline says, I'm going to close this portal and you're forbidden to come back to the night sphere. Stay away from me forever. And they're just like, okay, something's wrong. We've got to get back in there. And mm-hmm. Jake, not even a Jake <laughs> mistake. It's just like, I got a shower, man. I got to take, <laughs> like, take, take a shower. shower first. I'm gross. And Finn snips <laughs> himself. I mean, yeah, no, it's it's great. Good episode. Great way to wrap it up and end it. And a good little like, oh, never mind. It wasn't Hudson the entire time. It was actually uh, Marceline kind of disguised as a similar monster. Though there are some differences I noticed in yeah, the it's way a smaller that smaller head, smaller head, smaller more head. tentacles, I believe, and then slightly mm-hmm. different shades of colors. The shades the of color should have been. It should have been the the dead giveaway from the start, in my opinion. I second of all, though, I think the biggest giveaway for the Hunson Abadir is when we left off from the first Nidosphere episode and last time we saw Hunson, he was almost kind of like playing off that character style where he's been doing what he's been doing so long that he's just like kind of passive to it. And we'll, we'll get to that next week. Yeah. That's a big talking Going about point business. next week. Going about business as usual. Nothing, you know in this kind of sense would make him aggressive. And and we did see in the first episode, he's not an aggressive dude. He's just like, I'm sucking up souls. I'm doing what I'm doing. And he I'm doesn't no even mama. turn into his like weird owl bulbous head form until he's threatened, but he'll walk around with his red boots on. And so I think the dead giveaway that something is up is the fact that like Hudson is being aggressive. They should have been like, bro, like, you were so chill with us last time. <laughs> you kind yeah, of thought what's we were cool here? guys. What's going on? And yeah. You wanted to have a better relationship with your daughter last time. They they probably should have noticed that something was up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's fascinating. I, another thing I did notice, though, um, was there was some Peppermint Butler. There's a Peppermint mm-hmm. Butler photo in Hudson's room or his house. Ooh, the yeah, playing that's golf. that. That's a big one right there. So we do know that in um, the Death in Bloom episode that Peppermint Butler has a relationship with Death and obviously has some very dark past that is explained in the HBO specials uh, why he has a dark past. But it's now confirmed that Peppermint Butler is tight with the Nidosphere at this point too. So... Wow. I, I love that they threw that in there. That and I love big. that even in this part, it, well, even in this early in the show, that they have like stuck with the theme that Peppermint Butler is uh, deeper than surface level for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great, man. Well, do you have any factoids to, to wrap things up for us? Well, shoot. I, well, I, I love- We've gone through so many we, of them. I say when we have conversations and all my factoids come up organically, I freaking love that. So we talked about um, the Bosch painting. Uh, we talked about uh, Dante's Inferno. Um, 
we talked about the Monty Python scene. That was a factoid of mine. The only like pretty much last one I had too was that 42 million exactly. It's possibly a reference to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy where the answer to the ultimate question of life 42. is 42. Yeah. And so uh, with that, the, it's the joke in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is what is the question? Uh, but the answer is 42. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have the answer, but we don't have the question. And that's kind of the, the fun conundrum. So that's kind of, I think it's just a nod to uh, a lot of, I think just a, in this one, a, a nod to a lot of like literature and paintings and artwork. And so possibly 42 just being like, hey, 42 is the answer to everything, you know? Yeah. Nice. Um, but that, that, yeah, that actually, I we knocked out all my factoids except for that one. Sweet, dude. Well, my lesson this week is kind of a, a, a reference to a really fantastic YouTube video by Aaron Hansen from Game Grumps, his earlier on videos. He did the Awesomeness series, and uh, he talks about Legend of Zelda, uh, not Breath of the Wild, um, Ocarina of Time, and the Nidosphere has so much GD waiting, Ned. There's so much, <laughs> gosh damn, I'm not even going to do it, but waiting in the Nidosphere and that's a fantastic YouTube video if you haven't checked that out. Uh, him complaining about one of the best Zelda games of all time. Nice. Do I? Is that your only lesson? That's my only lesson. There's just so much damn waiting in the Nidosphere, man. Yeah, there's a lot of waiting. I'd say my, I've got three lessons for this one. First one is lines suck. And they do. That Agreed. is why I never wait in the drive through line. I just walk inside and get my food. Hate waiting in the drive-through line. Hate waiting in lines. I will. I will go find other things to. Do. I will wait my at my house for an hour before going and doing something. But if I have to wait in a line, I was, sometimes Ned. Sometimes that's the right answer. Sometimes waiting in the drive-through is a privilege. And it's a privilege. I just don't. Like I love it. it in certain <laughs> restaurants. There are certain restaurants that they True. got it down. True, true. My second lesson is that uh, we probably should second guess the next time we eat bananas. We don't really know if they're gross or not. I've never Are seen where bananas come from personally. I've seen photos that may or may not be real. Maybe the government planted those. But I've never <laughs> grown a Are banana. Are we starting a, a whole separate podcast called Bananas Aren't Real? <laughs> bananas aren't real. Uh, bananas are I guess poop. I don't know if that's what I want to claim as my belief, but I, I totally agree. I've, I've never seen a banana. I mean, just like, I don't know. Ned could be Batman for all I know. I've never seen them <laughs> uh, in the same room at the same time. It's like true. I've never seen the origins of a banana. I've seen where it ends up a lot of times in my stomach uh, or after my <laughs> stomach, my after my in tummy my tunnel. Smoothies. Yeah. After my tummy tunnel. But Regardless, uh, what's your final lesson, Ned? Oh, my final lesson, and as I always like to get a little just more serious with you guys on my last one, is when you're faced with uncomfortable situations, scary situations, it's always good to just be chill. Self-aware, but chill in those situations. Take life when it throws you in scary places and just go, hey, how do I get to where I'm going? And just be chill. And like, yeah. honestly, that's the best way to be an adventurer. And I try to, I try to do, I don't always do it really well, but um, yeah, I'd say that's my big lesson. It's, it's, it makes the, the journey of life a lot funner and funner, funner. And uh, I'd say it makes the, the journey of life. Like you, you do the journey better. You actually get to where, like if Jake and Finn had freaked out and started fighting a bunch of demons, they would have just died in the nightosphere, you know? Yeah. I think, you know, my lesson for myself, not not at all a New Year's resolution or nothing, but just do it. I, you know, there, there are a couple of tasks that I just am putting off because they're boring day, Bro, you know, daily, like adult tell tasks. Tell me about it. You know, like financial crap that like I just don't do because it's not fun or it seems like a pain. I'm just going to do it. I, it has nothing to do with this episode, but of course we're wrapping this up. And so my things that I need to do. It just popped in my head. And I'm like, man, just <laughs> No, don't, cool. don't, don't start going down that train because we'll talk for another 20 minutes. I know. We're not going to do it. All right. My rec for this week, <laughs> we're still in the mystery genre. We're still loving the whodunits. 
We talked a little bit about this prior. Ned does not like this wreck at all. I rather enjoy Death in the Nile or Death on the Nile. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I'm not gonna yuck your yums over here, Russell. It's I just, not I as good I as Nights I didn't out. finish it. I didn't yeah. finish it. So I, that's one thing. I didn't finish it. So it just it just didn't. It, it was like 45, 50 minutes in to the movie, and I was like, we have not even had the murder yet. And like fifty minutes in, and uh, and I get it. It's and I love I love Agatha Christie books. Like I think she's a great writer, and that's kind of like all going off that genre that Agatha Christie kind of created. Um, but my my recommendation actually all kind of fits a little bit into that to a degree. The menu, the the new movie that came out with uh, Anya Taylor Joy, uh, whatever her name is. And Lord Voldemort and a bunch of other famous dude, fantastic movie. It's it has that knives out feel to it. It's a lot more like a horror. It's a lot more gory. Uh, it's a lot more like suspense thriller than like mystery. But it is. It was fantastic. It was that. It was all of that wrapped into a movie that with a tongue in cheek uh, message about kind of the wealthy people and the food industry. Okay. Um, so I don't want to spoil it for anybody either because it it uh I tried to predict what was going to happen the whole time and really could not pick out what was going to happen next. So I say if you have HBO Max or uh, want to rent it on Amazon Prime or whatever, the menu is is a fun it's a fun and, and if you don't mind dark gory movies a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I might, I might end up passing on that one, Ned, but. No, uh, no, I'm I, glad I say we gory. Have a representation I say on gory the because, um, uh, yeah, I, not not horror movie gory at all. Um, okay, just just well, dark. It's just it's very realistically dark. I should say that. Cool. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you for checking us out, listening to us, and and supporting us all that you can. Again, just want to reiterate from last week. We don't really market this podcast other than doing TikToks and and posting occasionally and whatnot and anything y'all can do to promote uh, on socials or tweet at us, use our hashtag NEA podcast. All that is super helpful. Any reviews that you do or rate, ratings that you do, let us know if you do that and we'll send you a sticker um, for, of the podcast logo. And check us out on Instagram at NeverEndingAdventurePodcast, TikTok at NeverEndingAdventureCast, Twitter at NEA underscore podcast, Email us your thoughts, your opinions. We'll do a traveler's log segment. We may have them, and I just haven't, I didn't look this week. I, I apologize. Um, send them to our email, nea.travelerslog at gmail.com. And man, I hope you'll have a, a great week. Make sure you all go make your appointments with Hudson. It's going to be a long wait till next Tuesday <laughs> for be, another episode. So. It's going to be a long wait for yeah, you guys. Go get your, go get your uh, reservations for your appointments and party forever. Love you guys.